I honestly wish we were recording sometimes the bits before we start actually recording. Uh, Hi, it's another Blind Guy Talks Tech as we get ready for the big launch on January 10th. Our new daily weekday podcast will be coming your way from January 10th. And in the meantime, we're just giving you some nuggets, some nice nuggets to get tore into, as we say up here in Scotland, tore into. Hey, yum. Yum. Yes, yum indeed. Robin Christopherson's here. Hello, Robin Christopherson. Hello, Stephen Scott. Tim Schwartz is here. I think he's awake. Hi, Tim. I am awake. Hello. And Sean Priest is here. Hi, Sean. Oh, yes. Everyone be happy. Yes, thanks, Stephen. I really want some chicken nuggets now. Oh, do you know what? The thing is, right, Christmas time. (laughs) I love Christmas time because you get the opportunity to gorge. (laughs) Christmas chicken nuggets, only you. Only in Scotland. Absolutely. (laughs) It just means we put them in an extra five minutes longer. Uh, That's all it is. I mean, basically, my life... I was saying this to my wife today. You know, my life is basically, when it comes to food, is, you know, 200 for 20 minutes from Frozen. That's pretty much my life when it comes to food and cooking. No, that's right. That's absolutely correct. That's like four minutes in the microwave. That's all you need to know. Exactly. What else do you need? And can I just say, before we get into it, it's not called a share box when it's 20 nuggets. I'm sorry, Mr. <laughs> no, uh, I agree. Ronald. It's, it's not. <laughs> 20 isn't enough to share. I agree with that, actually, wholeheartedly. Tim, I think you're with us on that. I, I completely agree, yes. I, I mean, let's be perfectly frank about it in America. 20 is a snack. <laughs> and a grab bag is almost an order. Wow. Um, <laughs> but yes, probably to most people, yeah, probably. Well, I, I remember when I was in Canada, I've been in the States as well, but not I, I, in Canada, I had a chance to go. But, well, I say a chance, it sounds like a, an opportunity. I just basically wanted to go to like a regular store. And I'd gone into a store, I think it was called Metro. And it was just your kind of average store, like here in the UK, you'd have Co-op or, you know, Tesco Express or whatever. Well, it was kind of like that idea in Canada. And they had these bags of, we call them crisps, but you call them chips, right? And mm-hmm. the rest of the world, yep. They had, <laughs> they had an aisle of these crisps. And they, it was just ridiculous. But what was more impressive about the fact there were so many was the size. To me, one of the bags that they would consider to be like a, a single bag was like a pack of 24 crisps here. Yeah, yeah. It's Huge. crazy. It's a bin bag. <laughs> and that's the thing, because like here, what you have to do is you're going to buy the 24, pretend you're having a party, because when you go to the... But that's the thing, right? When you go shopping, you, you get to the the till, and you know, they're ringing it up. You may be a single person buying like 48 bags of crisps and like five bottles of Diet Coke or whatever it is. Diet. And, and you're, yeah, well, yeah. Well, look, it's, got, it's a balance in life. Right. It's all about balance. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all part of a balanced diet and um you're ringing it up and the, the, you always feel this need to say to the person oh we're having a party you have people coming over you know and then they ring it up and just look at you as if yeah right they look at us and say the size of you i know it's all for you <laughs> this is for you and an evening with netflix that is basically it that's all this is don't no, don't th- give me it now, Stephen, my question is, you opened with saying that it's a shame that we don't hit record before we hit record to get the other conversations. How is this different than what we usually say to each other? Well, to be fair, this is the, I think I was just in so much of enjoyment of that conversation. We were talking about... Well, that's true. Well, I was trying to tell you about the film The Railway Children Returns, which comes back in 2022. Uh-huh. Well, don't go back to it. I was please. so excited by this. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like a great classic movie. Robin, you're on my side on this. Totally. 
one of the best. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what this this episode is all about, the future. So there you go. That's part of the future. Part <laughs> of the future is more variants and the well Railway done. Children too. Um, mm. What a segue for. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe in cinemas. Who knows? Um, look, I am so sick of hearing about variants. And, you know, the thing that bothers me about this is that, you know, I am learning all about the Greek alphabet. And quite frankly... I have no interest in learning about the Greek alphabet. I mean, the Greek people are lovely people. I've had some great food there. I've never been in Greece, but I believe it's a great place. I've heard uh, people have people who've been there have said it's nice. Um, I, I don't have reason to doubt these people. Um, so you know, I think it's not it's, it's a pleasant thing, right? But I don't care about their alphabet. So can we stop learning, please? Can we just stop the learning? I don't think it is learning. I mean, naming something after the Greek alphabet isn't necessarily learning. But so now I know what Omicron is. Or at least <laughs> sort of it. Well, I don't really. Do you? No, I don't really. really do you? It's a uh, word, and it's in the alphabet. And we found earlier, Robin, that uh, it was not as as because Robin. So I'll be honest. I'll be honest, Robin. You kind of sniffed at me a little bit. You kind of, you know, <laughs> it's is that part of the Greek alphabet? And then you asked Lady A. She corrected you and said it is, and. Then we figure out that the end letter, the last letter of the the end letter, the last letter of the alphabet, hi, I speak English, allegedly, (laughs) um, is omega. Is omega. It is. And that's why you say alpha and omega. Alpha and omega, Mm -hmm. the beginning and the end. end. So that is why I don't like learning, because then I learn these things, and now I know that. Well, let's just hope we don't get to anything named omega, otherwise we're really in trouble. I used to have a, a headphones. Um, wireless headphones for my TV, and they were by Omega. Is that the same thing? Yes, that's right. exactly the same thing. Yeah, last pair you ever buy. <laughs> the future! Anyway. Yeah, they lasted about 20 minutes and they won the bin. Um, so, let's talk about the future. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about 2022, because that is the future! We couldn't get jingle in time, so, um, yeah, that's what oh, you're going to go. The future! I don't know why I have to say it so scarily, but then saying that in today's world, yeah, you know. Anyway, right, Tim, you got in touch on WhatsApp last night and you said, I've got something I want to talk about. It's the future. Were you talking about 2022 or were you talking about the rest of life? Well, technically both. And I'm just surprised you listened. Wow. Um, Yes, I was uh, referring to 2022 and beyond, but we'll get to that. Because, yeah, I think that going forward, if we're looking at technology that is going to be very important in 2022, I think it's going to be, and I know we've had it, but I think it's going to really take a big step, is VR. I really think that, oh, stop. No, I think virtual reality is going to not only be big for just mainstream but i think accessibility in vr is going to be a big deal boring we've already no we've already heard uh, a representative from oculus who is on their accessibility team which i was just surprised and pleased to see that they have an accessibility team who is talking about options for you know text resizing for color blindness for people that are in wheelchairs all kinds of different things that they're looking at uh for interactivity for people with with uh, disabilities and having accessibility in vr and so i think that as 
you know, other things come out when they've got, uh, you know, haptic feedback in gloves and, you know, glasses and all kinds of different things you can use to interact. Uh, haptic and, trousers, and, that's what I'm for. Yeah, exactly. Haptic <laughs> trousers. I think we all know what he's looking for. And that's unfortunately Sadly, what it's going to be used for. That's all people Sadly, are going to do that's it. not the first time I've heard. Again. Yeah, it's not the first time I think I've heard Sean ever mention that, actually. No, no, it's funny that he keeps bringing it up. Literally. I'm waiting. Literally bringing it up. Yeah. (laughs) But no, I think that VR is going to take a huge step forward in 2022. And and, and I think that accessibility is going to be important in there because, you know, like I said, they are looking at self-voicing and, you know, screen readers in a way and, you know, description of what's going on and, and text and colorblindness and all those kind of things. So the fact that that's included in the conversation makes me hopeful that we will be able to participate in VR. And, uh, and, and I've already heard people talk about how VR could have virtual, you know, cane training or, you know, uh, different things like that, you know, even Braille, because they're already looking at gloves, not just with haptic feedback, but gloves that can feel what's actually in the VR space. So oh, you're starting to draw me in now with sense and logic. Stop it. Yes. So yeah, you could be able to learn Braille or be able to, you know, touch things and interact with things and actually feel what they are in your hand with, you know, with with gloves that can sense that. So to (laughs) me, that I think that's going to be really, really big and really important. Okay. No, I totally agree. Except we are decades away from that stuff. How long has this haptic technology been been touted as the next thing we'll be able to feel the texture and feel virtual objects in our hands well they've been Ooh, talking uh, about it forever yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. actually putting the the items out there now they've are they got... are they where where's that Ocul- then, oculus just announced the glove that they're working on that's going to be coming out next year that's mm-hmm. why i'm talking about this yeah no not not gonna happen it's like driverless <laughs> no. cars right sound fantastic that's it no. we're all gonna not gonna happen in my lifetime i'll tell you that much no what? That's no, right. Tesla, those cars Tesla's are already on the road. What? Tesla's just a myth in his yeah, mind. Yeah, Tesla's a myth. When a blind man can jump in a car and say, take me here, then we'll talk. That's not ever going to happen in my lifetime. Yeah. Are you dying in the next couple of years? No, well, but you might no, 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 no. Even Tesla's rolling back the self-driving thing. It's not going to happen. We are decades mm. away from that. And it's the same when it comes to... Shush, Robin. And it's the same when it comes to haptic feedback. We are decades away from the definition, the resolution that you would need to be able to identify objects like Braille. We are decades away. Boy, you're getting cranky in your No, no, no. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Hey, come on, Robin. Come on. You used to be sense. Mr. Positivity. Yeah, Robin, help us. I really want that stuff to happen quickly. I'm not going to make any predictions at all. I think Apple Glass isn't going to quite make 2022. So, um, oh, you're such a AI, downer, Robin, aren't you? As we know. Um, I don't know what to say when Sean's all accusing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's all right. So, yeah, I don't, you know, but I think we will see incremental steps. And I'm really hopeful, like Tim, that we will be part of that party where VR isn't just, you know, for the for the others, for the CITES. So um, okay. I'm looking forward to that. We already know that VR plays a huge part in people, you know, eSight, for example, those very expensive uh, immersive goggles that can find the VR, edges. Though, it? Yeah, it's, you, well, yes, because you can see the... Um, 
surround you can see your surroundings but they're all augmented so it, it mm. puts outlines around people's shapes and around door frames and stuff does it if high contrast is what you need yeah it kind of finds edges it can re change colors on the fly for people that have issues with color so God, i wish i could see you're well obviously at... not you know but see better but not enough to you know be able to enjoy uh, that yeah so you are looking at screens you're not looking through anything even though it's showing you a representation of what's around you. So, yeah, I think we'll be part of that future, whether it'll be in the next, you know, 12 months or so, which is, oh. you know, the remit for this conversation. I don't know, but I hope, I hope we'll see advances. Okay, in okay, AR okay, right, 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 right. I've got to jump in here because this is, this is interesting. So, you know, Tim's absolutely right. Not just is VR going to be, I think you're right, probably the big thing of the new year because it didn't really, it's, it's there and it's not. I think a lot of it is to do with games. It must take an awful long time to create these games and these experiences for it. So people are, if, yep. you know, we are in a world where, you know, once you've played the game, you're like, oh, okay, I've seen the shark, right, I'm bored now. Um, you know, what else is there? And if there's not enough entertainment on it, then... What game are you playing? Well, there was that, that was that one. The, no, there was the one, Oculus Quest, where you would put the thing on and then you were inside this, like, shark cage. Well, you were, oh. no, no, hang on, let me, let me clarify that. You were inside a cage... The shark was outside it. That was the good news. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we all know how that ends. Well, it didn't go well. Let's, yeah, exactly. It didn't. It didn't mm -hmm. end well. But uh, that mm -hmm. was that was terrifying. I remember putting my mum through that experience. That was not a nice thing to do. Um, when I think back <laughs> on it, poor mum. But uh, you know, the thing is that it's more about. You're right, Tim. It's about us being part of it, and you know, there are definitely moves being made. And I, I am with you. When I heard the news that Oculus had an accessibility department. Yep. Or at least within Facebook, at least, you know, they were they were building accessibility into this product. I kind of thought, is it just going to be a bit like what they did with Oculus Quest? It does have accessibility options in there. Now, they're not... It depends on your level of vision, ultimately. And I would say this is very much a low vision product at the moment. Because at everything the moment, yeah. it is very much led like that. You know, mm -hmm. it's larger text. Um Although their definition of larger text is just that, you know, it's almost like when the text changes, you're like, okay, could you turn it up again? And they're like, no, that's it. And you're like, oh, right, large text means basically just one point bigger. Okay, thanks, guys. Um, and, and you know, that's the thing. So it needs to be impre improved upon contrasts, all of that, but also just giving you that spoken information back. And there certainly seems to be more of a push to do this. Um, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, I, I'm not with Sean on this idea that, you know, this is a decades away. The haptic stuff is is probably not round the corner. No, I think it's within away. your. I think it's well, it's in your within lifetime. your reach. I think <laughs> very well. Hey, done. I think haptic is is <laughs> closer still available. than. I think the haptic being really really good is almost here. It's the idea of sensory it's not, it's feedback. Not. There's a well, Sean. There's a difference between haptic feedback and sensory feedback. We've had haptic feedback already for. 20 years, it's getting better all the time. Sensory feedback though, where you can actually reach out and feel the shape and texture mm. and, and you know, feel what you're you're interacting with, that is now beginning to to be here. That's now no longer just the future. So I think that's the difference to, to really make you know clear is that haptic and sensory, you know, they're we're making that leap now. We're we're dividing that, you know, crossing that bridge, I think. Do you know what blew my mind when I had my iPhone SE and I had turned the phone off and I don't know who had said to me, someone had said, <laughs> what you should do is, you know, you do know that this haptic, this, this button, the home button on that phone 
it's just haptic, right? And I'm like, no, 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 yep. it's a real button. And they're like, no, 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 it's not. It's haptic. I had this conversation with my mom once, yeah. And, and I turned the phone <laughs> off. It's broken. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's turned to concrete. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. wow, what happened there? And then you turn the phone back on and I'm like, it's an actual button. No, it's not. And so that is impressive. Better. That is so, and it's the same on my, my MacBook with the touchpad or the trackpad. It's the same thing. If you turn off the trackpad, as I did recently, I had I connected a wireless trackpad to my MacBook with the intention of, you know, turning off the trackpad for a while. Um, yeah, it just basically, it's as if the whole thing just freezes up. And you're like, wow, it's amazing. It's just, it's not a real button. That blows my mind. So, I mean, you know, that's the beginning of it. But you're absolutely right, Tim. I mean, to get to a point where, I mean, can you imagine, especially for Braille readers, can you imagine getting to a time where you can just have a tablet that just turns into text in front of you. And there's been various attempts at this over the years. And none Never, of them have worked. None of, well, none of them have become saleable. I think that's the point. The cost of creating that at the moment is, is huge. And I think that's why it has to be part of the mainstream. This is where, you know, the mainstream can deliver products for us by almost by accident. You know, I think Braille yep. by sensory feedback, as you would call it, that is a, that's going to be a byproduct. But that would be incredible, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. But that is, but that's a scalable solution because if that product can essentially draw anything on it, so think about kids in school. I think back to the days when God, I remember we had this thing in school, which it was like I, I, I don't know what the name of it was, but it, you basically had this special paper that went through it and it turned drawings into tactile. Thermoform. What was it called? Thermoform. Thermoform, and it was like roasting hot, really thick paper. It had a great smell to it as well. That was a clue. Thermo something. Thermal something. Global thermal nuclear war? No. Yeah. But (laughs) that was after. But um, no, absolutely. I mean, it was amazing. And just being able to pick up that paper and then read that or, or, you know, get that diagram was incredible. Now, can you imagine being able to do that on a device? But then that device could also be your book. It could also be, you know, a map. It could be anything in a tactile form. That, that 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 is very exciting. Okay, I'm going to give you that one, Tim. Very good. I like that. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I like that. Right, years. Sean, beat that. Oh, I can beat that, sir. I can beat that easily because, as ever, my go-to is smart speakers. That is the future. What? Not not I just approve. 20 years in the futures. We're talking 2022. It's the go- past. No, 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 sir. The hardware is the past, right? It's all about the features that it's gaining. That ambient computer that Amazon is pushing for is absolutely the future, and that's where it's going to come in. In 2022, we're going to see the hunches really come into its own, where you don't have to tell it to do something. It knows what you want. That's what's going to happen, and that's going to be amazing. Also, we're going to see more with routines, making it easier, more accessible, as in anyone can easily make a, a complicated routine. The way the routines are triggered, we're al- already seeing some betas put out about you know, sound detection and other ways to trigger routines when it senses motion, when, uh, when there's ambient light, when there's no light. It's getting smarter and smarter. This is where we really see artificial intelligence. Over the last few years, we've seen artificial intelligence in so many different things. You know, It's tainted with whatever new product is coming out it's all about machine learning and artificial intelligence but i think we're really going to see that in our homes because smart speakers are everywhere they're the product that that you know your nan has 
it, they are that popular. And once you see that sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, adoption, then we're really going to see artificial intelligence take off. And I think we're going to see some really impressive things in 2022. Thank you. I completely agree. Thank Sean's you, already knows when he has COVID. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. OK, right. So currently the technology isn't really intelligent, OK, but it's getting there. That's the point. So what Robin is referring to that I've set up a routine with the new sound detection and whenever it hears a cough, it simply says COVID. So but the thing is, I forget yeah, about that, it. That sound, is that one of those things that sounds really funny at the moment? Oh um, no, it's, and it's hilarious. And then when you're announcing it to a group of people, it's like, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't <laughs> know if this is as funny as I thought it was. No, it's hilarious. But <laughs> the, the, the thing is, the whole point about it, the thing that makes it so funny, is that everyone forgets about it, yeah. and then someone will cough, and then suddenly this <laughs> smart speaker from out of nowhere will say in this monotone voice, you know, COVID, and it's that. But I know it sounds ridiculous, but that's the thing. It's technology that's that the you future, forget about. It? That well, is the future. Exactly we've already got wearables that can detect, um, you know, a number of ailments from, you know, heart murmurs to um, an onset of Parkinson's from a change in your gait, according to the watch, you mm. know, algorithms and stuff. So, you know, there's loads of health related stuff. And, you know, if you've got smart speakers that are always listening, that might be able to detect some sort of change in your voice you know, cancer nodules on your larynx or something, or, you know, the coughs and the sneezes and that sort of thing um, that could feed into uh, your overall health picture. You know, the NHS has been pushing to digitise all of their uh, paperwork and, you know, documents that they hold on you because at the moment it's still quite a paper-based system. But to feed into that, and obviously the health app on iOS, you know, is the sort of central hub there and you can share that with your doctor, etc. So, yeah. I think smart speakers, ambient computing, as Sean said, is going to play a really significant part. And all the pieces are there already. Well, considering you host two, you know, Amazon related shows, you're very hopeful that this is true, right? <laughs> more, more material. <laughs> yeah, more material about. for you. You know, I, I want to argue with Sean. I want to tell him how wrong he is. But no, he's, he's, ah. he's probably right. But no, but see, here's the thing. As soon as you said that about you know, the coughing and the COVID, I immediately want to run the, my, my speaker, my Lady A app and like program that. Now I want you to share that to me. I want to program it for sneezing <laughs> so that it'll be like, Gesundheit, you know, every time that someone sneezes. Yeah, I, I, I want that. But no, if anybody, I don't know that any of you guys have seen it yet, but any of the listeners have seen the new South Park uh, special that's out with all the boys being adults. Uh, it's a post-COVID thing and they're talking to alexa and she appears as a lady a oh i'm sorry oh i always do that anyway <laughs> um they talk to lady a and i think it's stan that does and she just appears uh, in his car next to him as, as an actual person and talking to him and giving him advice and he asks for something and she's like now are you sure that that's what you want to do because you know how you always are you know you are you're this way or you know really he's like just do it you know and just yelling at her and so I, that's I, what i do now <laughs> that's what you do now anyway right whether whether she wants to listen or not so yeah i mean part of that could could definitely be the future is it 2022 I mean, they've been working on. Oh, I'm not suggesting holograms, you know. <laughs> no, I know. So but Johansson. they've been talking about yes. learning our emotions and our intent and all that for a couple of years now. So it'll be interesting to see if they actually pull that off finally in 2022. Although that's awesome and creepy at the same time to have Lady A say, 
oh, you don't sound happy. Are you all right? Or, you know, something like that, 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 cause that's what they're getting to. And, and that's, well, yeah. yeah, I think maybe 2022, it depends on which side of the Atlantic you're on, depending on what features you get, you know, because the things you have that we don't oh, yes. have, and we still don't have, we, we don't, we don't even have the microwave yet. I mean, come on. Oh, no. How long has that been out? Um, I, I actually think that's maybe the key though, is that it's, the, the success of these devices, I mean, in and of themselves, they are brilliant devices. I mean, even just the basic stuff is just brilliant. But when you add extra items to them, add, for example, the ability to have smart purifier, air purifiers, um, you know, smart AC, smart fans, smart, you know, everything. Yeah, literally control anything in your house. Or I mean, but the, but not only matter. that, then be controlled through AI as well. So, you know, right. for example, your thermostat is smart. So it knows when your temperature falls by a certain level that you've preset, that it says, okay, it's maybe time to put the heating on. Um, you know, the sound recognition factor, which might use something external. Um, there was even one I saw, which was like a rain detector you put outside and it would have an impact inside. Flood detection units that you can build into your house so that if there's a flood or, so, or if there's a spill on the floor, it will tell you. Um, I, that is just amazing. You know, it's absolutely incredible with all that. And yes. I think that's that's it the bit that... to detect running water. So, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's right. So you've got all these bits together. It's often wrapped up around safety, especially for older people. You know, I think about my mum and dad. I think about, you know, the, the ability that this technology can have for them to give me some peace of mind, to let me know what's going on. Um, the problem we have as, as blind people is that you know, if, I'm, if my mum and dad call me and say, I've got a problem with X, Y, and Z, and they just start showing me stuff on their phone, like just pointing at stuff, I'm like, yeah, but what's actually happening? And they might not be able to verbalise that properly. Then I've got a problem, right? So what do I do in that situation? Well, having the technology to be able to sort of get ahead of that a little bit is, yeah. is great. You know, I mean, I have to say, the, the one thing that I got my mum, which was an absolute, the best thing I ever gotten, you know, there's reasons why we did it. There was a, a very, very dangerous and terrifying situation that, that happened to my mom and dad a couple of years ago. And, you know, I'll live with them for a long time, I'm sure. But to try and give them some peace of mind, we just basically started installing ring doorbells everywhere and do ring equipment all around the house. We put one at the back door, uh, which has got the floodlight on it. And we put one at the front door, the ring doorbell. And the peace of mind, like some nights you see 10 o'clock at night, you, you get you know motion at your mum and dad's front door because I have it linked through. That's the great thing. I can have their cameras on my account so I can get notified when something happens. And I'm immediately on the phone, like what's going on, you know? Or I can see what's going on in the camera and get a sense of what's going on. And one occasion someone came to the door, it was delivering a parcel. My mum wasn't going to get to the door quickly enough. So I was able to say to the guy, look, just leave the parcel, walk away, it's fine, we'll get it. And that's Walk what the away. guy did. Just get lost, you know, in a typically <laughs> Back Scottish. away from the parcel. Um, and it was just, and that was it. And it gave me peace of mind to know that they were okay. Um, yeah. It, and that's that's where I think all of this is going to be. It's going to be in the surrounding, the IoT, the Internet of Things. That's where all of this is going to be, you know, even more possible. And, and that's just going to get, you know, more and more as all these devices connect. Well, especially in 2022, you just reminded me as well, because we have the new protocol called Material, I think, or is it called Matter? Actually, I think it's called Matter, where it connects, it connects. So, you know, a lot of these products have different ways of talking to each other. You need a hub for these light bulbs. You need a mm. hub for this and hub for that. Some are Zigbee, some are Z-Wave, some are, you know, Apple HomeKit. Well, 
they've all these companies have got together and designed a protocol which is like a translator so it can say that okay that device is speaking zigbee uh but it wants to talk to this other device which is talking via z-wave or whatever and it can translate and those two things can talk together so hopefully i mean it seems almost you know would companies actually want this to happen but they're all working on this it looks like there is going to be a way, a universal way where all these products can talk together, which makes it so much easier for you know the end user like us. We don't have to say, oh, I need a hub for that, or that doesn't work with this. All that should go away as well, and that's coming in um, 2022. So, yeah, it's all it's all looking rosy. I can't wait. Okay, all right. Well, we'll we'll leave it there. We'll see what happens. Again, we'll be playing this back to you at the end of 2022. <laughs> seeing how much of it all came true. Um, <laughs> what's on your list, Robin? What are you thinking is going to be big for 22? Well, I've gone very, very specific. And this is a kind of a wish list item as opposed to a prediction necessarily. Uh, and it's funny because it leads right on from the smart IoT connected home thing. This is the opposite of a labour-saving device. This is one where, and it's going to start on the 1st of January next year, which is getting fit. And oh, what I want, dear. now that we've got a tiny bit more room in the house, push the children out, the big grown-up people now. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to put a massive gym, you know, one of these all-in-one gyms oh, yeah, in yeah. our house again. And I don't want it to be dumb like it was before. I want it to be smart. I want every single of the kind of dozen different ways that you can, you know, you take the chain off this, you put it on that, or you, you know, move that pin to that other stack. And, you know, all of the different exercises that it does, I want to be able to be measured and go into my Apple Fitness data so that all of my workouts on those, on that all-in-one kind of, you know, torture machine won't be wasted. So that's what I want. And by the way, I don't want it to be by Peloton at four million pounds. I want york or someone like that to do it where it's much you know at the lower end i don't want a fancy touch screen on it i just want it to have those iot smarts that we were talking about to be able to monitor my activity and feed it back and then i can check my progress on my watch or on my phone so i don't know if that's going to happen in 2022 well, well, well hang on veruca salts i want i want this is about what's coming surely no. you don't know if there is anything like that out there then we're just no. wishful thinking aren't we well, hang on they've all you, got you fancy just, schmancy well, screens no, and stuff. no 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 you're talking about what we're talking the all-in-one gym which is basically just a a seat with some treacherous looking bars on it yeah i mean yep. that, you can get that from any Gym company, can. right? So no, he you wants a smart one. I want a he smart one. A smart version. I thought you yep. said you didn't want a smart one. You want one that's dumb. I don't. Yeah, no, I do want one that measures my, you know, uh, energy output and stuff. That all the calories that I've burnt and that sort of thing. He and wants a smart one. Yeah, but I don't want a super smart one. I don't want lots of screens. <sighs> I don't want to pay thirty pounds a month subscription to see you know, other people showing me how to do it on the built-in screens and stuff like that. I see so, what you mean. Um, no, I, I know what you mean. I think the problem is, though, that what you might be looking for may be, we may be past that. Because, of course, the problem is that's what everybody does want now. They all want all this to be smart and, you know, lit up and LED lights and 50 quid a month. Uh, and that's the problem. So I don't know what you would... I mean, the best thing I was thinking about when you were talking there was just have a regular, you know, kind of multi-gym thing at home and, you know, I, this is what we've got. We've got a treadmill at home. We've got, I mean, you'd never believe it, but we do. Um, 
Nobody's ever seen it. I mean, it's in a room somewhere in the house. We don't. We've kind well, of the jumpers are on it. It's well, lovely. And also, you know, I've got a guy to brick it up, so no one can get in. Um, <coughs> that was worth every penny. But yeah, we've got the treadmill in there. We've got a bike in there, and you know, we we put Apple Fitness on. As my wife does, she goes in and she puts Apple Fitness on, and you know, she doesn't care about the devices themselves being smart. She just uses her watch essentially to to monitor everything. Yeah, um, and. I think that we have, there is a bit of a backlash to the Peloton, really high price, all in the device um, subscription type model with Apple Fitness. Like you saw, like you said, the Apple Fitness mm. Plus, it's all on the watch, it's all measured there, and you can have it up on your iPad or on your you know, TV, things you've already got. So I think that is definitely the way things are going. And um, what we don't have though, is that in the all-in-one machine, uh, you know, there's there's nothing like that for that. And I don't think that you can have a, OK, I'm now doing a chest press workout on my watch. So, yeah, there's a little niche there. Mm. I do think that, you know, whilst things are getting kind of smarter and more connected, I don't think they have to also be super premium. So that's what I'm after. I'm after stuff that is more affordable Cheapskate. for people where <laughs> things are still connected because we've got the devices that you can interface with them we've got screens we've got you know smart speakers that we can you know control these devices with or whatever or start a you know chest press workout or something so um that's what i want and well i'm against it let's see i'm i'm against it in, in principle because it means i'd have to yes. do more exercise and um i'm no against excuse. yes well, well, look everybody, everybody who does exercise seems to get ill or you know fall and break something and i don't want to fall and break something everything i have is remains <laughs> unbroken so, how l- broken? <laughs> how long is it going to take the fitness industry to catch up to accessibility, though? Because uh, th- th- everything is touchscreen now. If you do go to a gym, and it's still, it's only recently that um, Peloton added the the screen reader to yeah. their uh, was it the bike? It's not great it either. I mean, it's and it's, it's not yeah exactly right. It's it's not a fully featured thing. It doesn't make it accessible not to because us. Because it's the Android, box. but just as you know, not great. <sighs> <clears throat> Nothing to Terrible. do with that. It's to do with poorly um, planned accessibility, and That's they no are lagging way Google. behind. You apologise to Google immediately. <laughs> I mean, the fitness industry, the equipment <laughs> industry, they are so behind. Okay, well, do you want to know mine? No. Okay, bye then. Um, <laughs> uh, mine's is it's kind of similar to Tim's actually, but I, I'm kind of taking a slightly different tack. I think you're right with VR, but I think the bigger thing of 2022 will be AR. AR, yep. Um, because I think I mean it, it's that question of what Apple will bring out first. That's it for me. Whatever they bring out first is what we'll all be talking about, and where everyone else will follow. Um, Apple leads the industry, even today, even still. So, you know, if Apple bring out AR glasses, we'll all be talking about AR for the next year. Uh, if they bring out VR, then we'll be talking about that. I, I still do not understand why Apple would bring out a VR headset. I don't get it. I don't know what Apple are going to do in that space because Apple, to me, is not a gaming company and VR, they're to me, is about gaming. Be. Yeah, I know they're trying to be, but what, you're going to play Crossy Road in VR? I mean, what's the point in that? Um, so I, I, I just don't know what they're going to do on it. Um and I, I don't know. I mean, the way Apple's going, I have to say, I, as a company, I still don't really understand what Apple is aiming at because their products don't really tell you. They tell you pro. They tell you that we're aiming for creatives. We're aiming at the, the high-end market of creators. And even, even you would argue, with the lower-cost M1 processors inside the new Macs, 
maybe even they're trying to uh, achieve, you know, the, the content creators at the, at the base level, you know, the people like myself who just want to muck around with video and play around with stuff as I do in, in the background. I'm not, I'm not a, a, a filmmaker, but I just like to muck around. Um, but Microsoft, I know what they're, they're about. I know they're for business. They're trying to lean towards leisure. I mean, you know, it's like leisure, but, you know, that means you're keeping the suit on all night while you're watching the telly. I don't fancy that. Um, you know, I want to chill out a bit. So, you know, for me, it's it's kind of that difficult place that Apple have kind of landed on. They, they seem to be kind of aiming towards pros, but I don't think they're aiming towards and students, education, but not the leisure market, you know? So this is, why, this is why I don't understand where VR fits into all that. Now, as for AR, that seems a natural progression because what they're, in my view, trying to do with the iPhone is move away from the device, I mean, they won't do this immediately because, of course, they still want to sell product. But eventually, you will get, I imagine, a, a product, a pair of glasses that takes away the need for a phone or in some ways complements it in a way that is independent, like the Apple Watch. You know, the Apple Watch still needs the phone, but it can work independently if needed. Um, and I think that's where we'll go with glass. I think we'd have seen this product this year. I think it would have been out by now had it not been for the pandemic, but it looks like it'll be next year. And there's all kinds of reports coming out about what it will be. Lots of rumours flying around about what it will be. And even that rumour I just mentioned there about, you know, it being a standalone device. Whereas initially it was seen very much as a secondary device tethered to the phone. This may be able to, because of M1, be able to be inside all the, the processors, maybe inside the glasses. Can you imagine the power of M1 on your face? Yeah, that's should be their tagline. I don't think you'll use that line, but <laughs> wow, you can have M1 on your face. Um, M, M1 face, Apple face. That's what we'll call it, Apple face. Eye face. Eye face. <laughs> that's beautiful. It's going to be called eyeglass, isn't it? It's got to be called eyeglass. I mean, that's it's gotta be. just the most obvious name. But they did make a big deal about it's got to be augmented reality rather than virtual reality because remember when they did all those keynotes showing those games mm. and they had an amazing one where a village was set up on a table mm. and people were falling off the, you know, well, the, the characters, the game characters yeah, Lego, were falling off. Well, yeah, exactly right. And they were falling off the edge of the table. They knew exactly where it was and it was placed there and you could move around and it would stay exactly where it was in real space. It was amazing. And then it sort of went away. But they put all the work into the augmented reality and then the LiDAR came about, you know, and that came to the iPhone. So I think definitely augmented re reality is the way to go. I still think they're waiting for the technology, though, because, you know, when you think of glasses, getting that amount of technology onto those uh, a small space... It's all about miniaturization, miniaturization, easy for me what to say. That? Yeah, shut up. And the lenses as well, getting that, that graphic um, ability into lenses that don't look like a, you know, a welder's mask on your face or a crash <laughs> helmet. That's the key. And until they get there, I don't think Apple at least will release them until they're, they look basically like a pair of normal glasses. I thought agree of an with application that. for it. Oh, well, when the little Lego guy jumps off the table, you basically follow him wherever he goes it's like pokemon go yeah. if he goes out of the house you know go to the park it's yeah uh, that exercise. sounds like a great game yeah uh, just saying to the pub i'd follow him wherever he goes gets on a bus wow wants to meet his like, how does he pay for the bus because he's so small how does he reach the yeah yeah he just so sleeps on he doesn't have to pay <laughs> there you go but no, I, I think that they've been slowly trickling out things <laughs> for that. AR. I just got that, sorry. Right, for, 
for years they've been slowly implementing things for AR, trying to make it, first of all, just normalize, just to have it be part of the vernacular, part of the iOS and part of what's, you know, what they offer so that maybe when they do get to a point where there are glasses that they feel are you know, shelf ready, you know, that are, are user friendly and all that, then then people will be like, oh, yeah, this is just an extension I've already been using. But there's something to be said for the difference between, you know, augmenting games in a way like, you know, Robin mentioned Pokemon Go or Harry Potter Go or the Lego games and things like that, where you're interacting with things that are on your screen in a room, you know, in some way, you know, on your phone, and then taking that to a pair of glasses where you could be walking up and down the street somewhere and it's giving you information about your surroundings or augmenting what's in there. You know, we're seeing that, uh, you know, again with Pokemon Go, but that's again, using your camera on your phone and just placing things in your environment. We have that with, you know, Ikea and Amazon, they can put items in your in your living room or something so you can see what it would look like in I've, your I've space. Got, I've got a couch in a cupboard once, it was cool. Yes, exactly, you well can do that. <laughs> But doing that is a far cry different from putting it in glasses where you're out in the world and, and experiencing, you know, going into a building or going to a restaurant or walking around in a park or something like that and getting full on augmented reality given to you through glasses with everything you look at and getting information and feedback about everything. That's pretty big, but that's where they take Apple Maps. They take what they've done with AR and gaming and they take all the information that they've been gathering for years and put it into this. And so, yeah, I think that, you know, it, it could have come out by now, but I think Robin's right that they want the aesthetic to be right. They don't want it to be, you know, like a, a VR headset that you're walking around with all the time. You know, they want it to be just like regular old, you know, sunglasses or, or just, you know, eyeglasses. I've just and, thought of something really cool, like really cool. You, you could have like a, okay? an account, like an Instagram account, right? I've never thought about Instagram before, but we could have an Instagram mm -hmm. account and it could be like couch on a, and then you could have like couch on a bus. And, and you know, there's your, there's your Argos couch sitting on a bus. Anyway, I think that's time. I think we can wrap up there before Stephen mm. goes mental. What are you talking about? That's a great idea. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk next wow. time about the future beyond 2022. Beyond 2022. Yeah, that idea. Uh, we'll catch you next All time. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.